Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to innovative hunting products and services. If you want to level up your hunting game and gear, be sure to join the hunt. To join the hunt, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, and as always, I'm joined by uh, my esteemed colleague, uh, Richard. How you doing tonight, sir? Doing fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are uh, we are in dove season. I, I mean, we just started. <laughs> thank <laughs> we God. Just, yeah, thank God. Uh, hope everyone out there is, you know, uh, getting their limits and whatnot. Uh, please uh, let us know how you're doing. If you get a chance, uh, you can email us at howdy at feedbandit.com. Uh, we'd love to hear. If you got any good uh, dove hunting stories, that'd be that'd be awesome. We'd love to uh, we'd love to read them. From this end, we've uh, had kind of a slow start, but uh, hopefully it'll <laughs> hopefully it'll uh, it'll pick up. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'll probably do a separate episode on right. it. But, uh, let's put it this way: when you're a migratory bird. And there's a big cold front really screws things up. So uh now we won't we won't dive too deep into it, but we we, we did have a great time. Again, it's it's kind of I all all week on social media last week I really kinda of hammered out that you know the the hunting of course is is not all about the not all about the the bag. I mean that had that certainly helps, okay, but uh you know it's more about friends and family. So we, we got a good dose of that. Texas Tech won. I mean that's Overall, it's a pretty good weekend. I got five, so we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. You know, well, so. you say tech one, but remember, you know, when people hear this, this will be after game two. Oh, that's technically true. we're recording this after game one. That's true. That's so, true. All right, hopefully well, that will uh, yeah. hopefully that will stay the same. Well, you know, let's that, put it this way. It, let's put it this way. If they don't win the following game, there won't be any more of these because <laughs> losing to UTEP is unacceptable. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see if you're prescient or not on this uh, podcast. There you go. Here. There you go. All yep. right. Well, that's uh, that's Dove. In this one, uh, we're excited to be talking about quail. You know, it's something uh, uh, that we both enjoy, especially oh. eating. Oh, and uh, <laughs> but it's also one that uh, you know I, I think a bird that you know you have to really think about and think about habitat and all this type of stuff right. you know to help them out and uh, so on this podcast uh we are honored to be talking with uh, ron kendall jr he's the president and founder of quail safe hey welcome to the feed bandit podcast ron uh, how you doing i'm doing great guys thank you for having me on tonight it's uh it's always great to get to chat about quail oh absolutely well i'm excited to uh to learn some new things tonight and uh, d- before we really get into, you know, the, the nitty gritty of things, how about uh, just give us a couple of seconds on, you know, who you are, uh, how you got started uh, with Quail Safe and uh, what you're all about. All right. Well, my name is Ron Kendall. Uh, I'm, I live in Lubbock, Texas, uh, right outside the Rolling Plains, which is um, some, of, some of the great quail habitat um, of the state and the country. So... I, I grew up out here in the Rolling Plains. I, I was born in South Carolina and 
moved to Lubbock. Uh, my father is a professor at Texas Tech University at the Wildlife Toxicology Lab. And he he brought our family out here uh, when I was a few years old. So I, I would say I'm a I'm a native Texan at this point. Heck yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I grew up, uh, doing a lot of quail hunting with my father, even before I could walk and keep up with them. I had a little battery powered Jeep that I would just, you know, <laughs> chase them as best as I could. Uh, we That's had, awesome. we've always had English setters and, you know, they, they put up with me and we would, we would drive around, uh, throughout the rolling plains chasing oh. quail and, and eventually I was able to start hunting them. Um, I'm a, I'm a Texas Tech grad, just like you guys. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and, uh, while I was at Tech, I, I, I started really getting into, um, I always had a passion for, for conservation and wildlife management. And I, uh, I started working on, on this project that we now call Quail Safe. And, and I started working on developing some management products that were, specifically focused for quail because i feel like uh quail quail need all the help they can get and that was something i was really passionate about so it fell into place um right out here in lubbock texas that's great yeah ron i i I knew that when we when we first met you that that you 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 were solid gold you know once you said that you know you went to texas tech and all that i mean yeah that's uh that's that's just a trust thing right there man so that's (laughs) awesome that no, it was great. Yeah, we uh, ran across you and your at your booth at uh, the Fort Worth uh, Texas Trophy Hunter Show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, was, uh, we love what we saw. So uh, let's uh, dive in. It's uh, what what do y'all do at uh, Quail Safe? So Quail Safe, we um, we've got a, a good team. We've been working on our quail feeder for probably around seven years now. Um, at at the conception of Quail Safe, we you know initially wanted to create a pig-proof, predator-proof, bulletproof way to feed quail uh, efficiently, and uh, that, that's that's what we started doing uh, out at our family ranch in Kent County, Texas. I basically worked with my father to put together a, a different methodology of. of feeding quail through feeders and our first quail safe was actually a um, old dog kennel that we put up panels and put netting and wire over and had a hay bale ring on the inside of it with a tarp over it and then a little feeder I welded we put inside Uh, we wanted to keep the rain off the feed keep it dry keep 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 predators out Um, so that was that was where this started about seven years ago Um, quail safe was developed to meet a need um, in the market that I saw, which was a feeder and an array of products that catered just to quail. And alongside that need in the market, my father is a toxicologist and parasitologist at Texas Tech University. And around the time we started working on this, he was um, tapped by some foundations in the state to start researching a hypothesis that parasites impact wild quail populations. And that's a a whole nother uh, long story as well. But fast forward to now, um, he's developed a medicated feed for wild quail. And we are able to utilize through a pilot program with the FDA, 
Uh, we're able to utilize quail safes to deliver that feed at a large scale. And the FDA requires that, that we select for quail and not just throw feed, especially medicated feed, out on the ground. So quail safe's been developed to select for quail. We've got a quail feeder. We've got an electronic quail collar that mounts on top of the quail safe. It's battery powered. Um, we developed all the electronics in-house. It plays a quail covey call four times a day. So ideally we can increase the range of every feeder. You don't have to buy so many feeders. And we've also got a, a fortified feed. It's a basil crumble feed that's uh, packed with amino acids, vitamins, minerals, everything a quail needs for it's a complete diet for quail that that really helps boost the immune system and reproductive function. So it's not just giving protein like uh, Milo will give quail uh, protein, but you know if you just fatten something up, you know it's it. It, it helps, but if you can give them necessary nutrients as well, you're able to to really improve the overall health of the bird. So that's that's another product that we that we've released, and then we've got a little quail uh, cube. It's a feed cube that we put inside of the quail safes as well. So that's a a quick overview of kind of how we got started and and what what we're doing now. Okay. Why do you uh, why do you reckon quail uh, require you know I don't know if you want to call it special care but you know it's, it seems like they're a little more kind of finicky maybe than other birds like wh- why do you think that is? Well, uh, I I think they, they're probably just they're so delicious. You know, everything <laughs> yeah. everything wants to eat them. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. No, um, <laughs> they're. Uh, they're just a, a, a very sensitive species. Um, I I have spent a lot of time with with Dr. Dale Rollins, who is a uh, a great teacher and a great friend of mine. And and I've taken his quail master's class and spent some time at the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch. And and Dr. Rollins uh, discusses the quail and 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 says they're the canary of the prairie, and they're <laughs> They're a, a species that, you know, if we can if we can manage and maintain wild quail populations, they're they're a very sensitive species, and if we can do a good job managing for them, we're doing a great job managing the entire ecosystem. So they are just a a a sensitive a sensitive uh, animal, and they they do require certain certain things as far as habitat and nutrition and they also have a lot of predators and i think um more and more so lately there's there's even there's even more odds stacked against them yeah so um so ron talk to us about you know uh it, it, talk to us a, a little bit about you know the 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 feeder itself you know about the design you said you were you you, you said it was pig proof you know and which obviously Obviously, is huge. Now, what, what about cows? Okay, now, I know if a bull gets after it, okay, he can. The bull can probably flip whatever they want to. But, but is it is it cow proof? I know that's a that that that's probably a big question on a lot of people's mind who who want to help quail, right? But you know they don't want to go out there and and put a feeder and and tend to it just to come back you know a month later and to find the thing flipped. Yeah, yeah. So the quail safe 
feeder. Uh, it's it's a, a fully steel welded construction. Um, it, it's manufactured here in Lubbock, Texas, uh, and it's fully powder coated. So it, it's it's really built to last. We we didn't cut any corners developing or manufacturing this product. Um, so it's it's fully powder coated and, and it looks great. It tucks into the environment really well. It doesn't stick out. But, you know, one one thing that the quail safe does really well is um, it's we, we took some time working on the footprint of the feeder itself. So other quail feeders, um, they've got a smaller footprint and they basically allow for for other creatures, say hogs, other other animals, to get get close enough where they want to dig. So that's a big issue with other feeders. The pigs will start rooting around them and create a moat and dig that feeder uh, lower into the ground and create a uh, basically a barren ground all the way around the feeder. Um, so that's that is not optimal for feeding quail out of a feeder. And that's a, a real important aspect of what we try to achieve at Quail Safe and, and going into the field with, with a lot of landowners we work with and making sure we place these properly. And the Quail Safe has a, a 40 inch by 40 inch footprint that allows you to tuck it into great escape cover right. and not have pigs and, and other animals wanting to, to dig and root around it. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to cows, we 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 manufacture this out of fourteen gauge steel, and it's got a real low center of gravity. And 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 if you you check out the, the Quail Safe at QuailSafe.com, you know you can see pictures of this thing angles towards the top. Um, it's almost a like a pyramid shape, but uh, real low center of gravity, and you can stake it in. If you desire, we don't have any issues with it. I have cows um, on, on a lot of these ranches. I've, I've run tens of thousands of trail camera photos. I've looked through so many photos. Right. It's uh, it's crazy. But Excellent. even with cows leaning up against them, which does happen occasionally, they'll, they'll come to scratch on them. Yeah. Um, we've got no issues with 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 anything like that. And, right. and they're built they're built really stout. So even if you had an all dad ramming up against one i think you would probably be fine excellent yeah the, re the reason why i asked about it is when i actually looked at it, that was one of the first things that crossed my mind is is i looked at the like like you said the the, the pyramid design to it and it also looked like it didn't have any really didn't have any scratchable corners you know where a cow could lay into there and really go to town you know so um that's that's mm -hmm. awesome what's the you know, so in, in, in Texas, we've got, I think, three different species of quail, but the, the two predominant ones are going to be the, the bob white and then the, uh, the scaled quail or the blue quail. What, what are, are do, do the blues, do the blue quail use it uh, as frequently as the bob white quail or not the case? Or what, what are your thoughts about that? They are, they are just as willing to utilize it and, um, at our place in in Kent County, even right, even this weekend, uh, checking trail cameras, I've got I've got um, coveys of blues and bobs utilizing the same quail safe. So the the blues um, scaled quail readily accept the quail safe, um, and 
and even with multiple coveys, they seem to they they typically each covey you know has they they share pretty well. I guess right. is what I'm what I'm saying. They uh, they they'll they'll trade off um, time in the feeder. Right, right. Now, as far as the the feeder is concerned, what what what's the capacity of this thing, and does it come in in multiple sizes or just just one size? Well, right now it's 150 pound capacity, okay. um, and and that'll last you uh, depending on on your quail numbers, largely depending on your quail numbers. It it should keep it in the field for for months. Um, we're looking towards um, making a, a a larger capacity model, right. but for right now, the feed hopper is removable, and it makes this particular unit very very effective for our pilot ranches where we are switching out to medicated feed, um, where we have to we have to follow strict protocol, um, and, and it makes it. It makes it a very easy to use feeder when you got to you got to switch out feed, uh, just pull the hopper out, and then it's it's a lot simpler instead of having a a huge hopper that is uh, you know once it's filled it's filled. Right. So. T- talk to us a little bit about the you know the 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 medicated feed. Um, now I I know that the um, yeah, well, actually, no. T- talk, well, talk to us a little bit about the Medicaid feed, and then the feed that that you were that that you guys produce, and then also, you know, if you know, can, can you can you mix those? Can you mix either one of those with just Milo or Hen Scratch? Is it is it beneficial that way? What are your thoughts about that? Okay. Well, you know, as far as the feed, our our Quail Safe Fortified feed, um, I spoke about it. A little bit earlier, but it's um, it's a formula developed at the Wildlife Toxicology Lab. They've spent over three years developing it at Texas Tech University, and it's a it, it's a formula specifically for quail, um, and and it's it's very very beneficial. It's a wholesome diet. So we we added amino acids and and all the vitamins and minerals it's high in protein basically it would be like you eating a incredibly well balanced meal for every meal every day and taking your vitamins and it's a, it's a great diet for quail so what we're trying to achieve there is not just give them protein but give them everything they need because as as we've learned, uh, quail quail need all the help they can get, and so if we can charge these quail even more with with added nutrients during stress times, whether it be reproduction time or throughout the winter, um, this this makes sense. Uh, it's we're feeding it through a feeder, delivering it directly to quail. The quail take very readily to it. It's got crushed corn. It's got whole Milo in it. So the quail visually accept the feed. They and they and they and they they eat it. They they really enjoy it. They eat a lot of it. Um, so that's the fortified feed. And then the medicated feed. Um, and I and on the fortified feed, it, it would be 
it would be very beneficial. I mean, even if you did a mixture um, where you, you mixed it with Milo and fortified feed, I mean, that would be great as well. Or you could feed just the fortified feed. Um, but that would definitely be an option is, is mixing it. Um, and then the medicated feed has been, it's been in development for, I guess, about four years at the wild, wildlife toxicology lab. And this feed, um, is essentially a dewormer for quail. Um, the wildlife toxicology lab has many publications on, on, on parasitic infection and in quail. Uh, obviously, Quail have been parasitized for a long time. The first report of parasitized quail was in the 60s in Texas, and no one ever followed up on that report. Um, we don't know what earlier quail populations could have been. We don't know where these parasites really came from. We don't know if we introduced these parasites or if changing climate, different changing patterns um, have increased the impact of these parasites, but right. we have seen uh, amazing results on our pilot ranches uh, for, the, for the medicated feed. And so we've been able to utilize the quail safe to deliver medicated feed directly to quail. And um, the medicated feed is going to be, it's called Quail Guard. Uh, it's a partnership between the Wildlife Toxicology Lab, um, Park City's Quail Coalition, and the Rolling Plains Quail Research Foundation. They've been um, instrumental in funding, funding the, the Wildlife Toxicology Lab and my father, Dr. Ron Kendall, um, on their studies of the effectiveness of this feed and um, getting this through the approval process with the the FDA. So wow. the FDA is allowed for for piloting of this, um, and basically, what we're able to achieve with medicated feed is we insulate quail populations and quail numbers on a given property from heavy parasitic infection, which can be devastating uh, right. to quail numbers. So, yeah, you know, uh, I could the, go, ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, no, I was I was just going to make the comment that you know I I've been following the the plight of quail in in Texas for for many many years. Oh. You know, it was a handful of years ago where um you know we started hearing about these parasitic eye worms. You know, and God, I, I thought to myself, how how in God's green earth are they going to you know how to 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 attempt to wipe them out? And I know you can't because that's that's playing God, and that just doesn't happen. But mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's just fantastic that, that, that something has come along that's, you know, going to at least uh, help them fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, people, people question the, how much of a role we should play um, in this situation right. and whether we are playing God or not uh, right. By, right. Tr by trying to treat for parasitic infection. But, right. you know, I, I, I was, my father grew up in South Carolina and, uh, he grew up hunting wild birds and there's no wild birds anymore. And, yeah. and habitat, I would say is probably the biggest factor and it's a huge factor in sustainable quail populations, but it, things change and we have to evolve. And, and I truly believe that it's, it's our, our duties. It's our duty as, uh, as, as stewards of the land 
to to uh, to to try to reduce the impact of these parasites because we truly do not know where these parasites came from and and what role we've played in right. in in the parasites that are impacting these quail and if we don't do anything i'm afraid that that uh that th- this tradition might be uh, very short-lived uh, right. in my lifetime well, again, my my hats off to 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 you and your father for for everything that you guys are doing and have done to preserve this, um, you know, quite frankly, the, this Texas treasure. Uh, I I could not agree more. You know, losing the quail as a species in the state of Texas would be would be devastating from a wildlife perspective, uh, because you know, again, every every critter plays a very important part in that food chain. Uh, but but the the financial impact that it would have on small town Texas, on on everything, the domino effect is, in my opinion, frightening. Um, I mean, there there as we all know, and of course, especially you know Jimmy and I, and probably you yourself, Ron, small town Texas is uh, is very near and dear to our heart, and you know those little those little birds that <laughs> that crawl around on the ground are a huge part. Of of bringing in money to to these towns and and helping them out and so um, you know losing the quail would just be beyond devastating so uh, again Absolutely. my my hats off to y'all as far as a, a implement implement implementation strategy for the the feeder how how many are we how many are we looking at here and I I know I guess it depends on your density and all that kind of stuff but um, you know they say with white tails you're supposed to have a protein feeder every Every 300 acres. Now, I don't know if that's the biologist talking or the feed, the uh, feeder manufacturers, but <laughs> are they the uh, feed seller? You know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we need every 10 feet, you know. Uh, but you know, what what what's your recommendation as for, for as far as quantity is concerned um, on on that particular place? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, that's a variable that that we're still learning day by day, and it definitely. There's, there's multiple factors that play into that decision where, you know, it would be habitat. How how far do your birds actually have to travel to get everything that they need? How willing right. are they to travel? Um, the size of your property as a whole, uh, you know, when we look at someone who might have one section compared to someone who might have 10 sections. Um, now, hold, hold on. Last, let, me, let, let, me, let me stop you there. Not, not to interrupt, but. With the three of us know how much a section is, but I, I get we've got some listeners okay. from Maine, from Maine and New Hampshire, and and really all mm-hmm. over the place. T- tell them the Rhode they, Island, which yeah, maybe, Ro- yeah, Rhode Island, be, which might not be a section, right? <laughs> T- oh, tell no. them how how, how uh, much is one section? You're right. One section is 640 acres. It's a square mile. So you know. It, it's far ranging. The some of the landowners we deal with, it could be 400 acres. You know, when we uh, up to 20,000 or or much higher. So, you know, we we are dealing with landowners at all levels and and learning the best way to implement th- these technologies to to cater to those needs. And you know, the last the last piece of the puzzle is budget as well. So. We've right. got some landowners that that have a, a enormous budget, um, and and they they are willing to put 
a lot more of them out. So right. I would say a good rule of thumb is three a section or, you know, and some somewhere around that right. um, would would be fair or one every 250 acres, so, right. something something around those lines, depending on depending on uh, on your budget, really. Right. Um, we just we just set up uh, in western Oklahoma. We did about six thousand acres and, and we put out twenty four units, which which is. I would say a really good, really good coverage rate. Right. And I, I think you could honestly go a little bit lower than that. Um, and that's something we're, we're working towards. We're really excited. We're our, our next, our next um, step forward into the research at quail safe. We're, we're going to be installing RFID scanners um, and, and, and banding birds with RFID chips where we'll be able to, to see which quail safes they're going to and how frequently right. uh, it's a, it's more cost efficient than putting these GPS trackers on them. Right. But uh, it's, it's something, it's a way we'll, we'll be able to collect more data and be able to speak more definitively towards that question of how many do I really need depending on, you know, my habitat and where I'm at. Right. And the other piece to this is, um, we just we just shipped some out to South Carolina where oh, a lot awesome. of these to a, a three thousand acre place where they're spending I mean they're spending over six figures a year on on broadcasting Milo and wow. we're kind of doing a uh, you know we're proving up the effectiveness in South Carolina right now where basically this landowner he he told me if uh, it, it would be more more cost effective to him to invest in 300 quail safes for his 3000 acres right now than to continue his current right. Milo broadcasting program. Right. So, right, right. But um, the, the deer, the turkey and the dove would hate him for, for stopping that program. <laughs> they would, they would be upset. Absolutely. <laughs> but this guy only cares about quail and it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's amazing how, how focused a lot of these guys are on, on quail they, they well, that's, take care of the quail well that that's <laughs> awesome man i mean people we we need more people you know like that in, individual in south carolina and i mean boy that guy especially in, like you were saying the deep south used to be quail heaven and now it's you know there aren't any wild birds left so again the hats off to this guy for you know for everything he's doing i mean that he's got a he's got a big chore ahead of him so um yeah can yeah. you uh, can, can you take just a minute and describe for some people that may not know like what would the ideal quail habitat look like? Well, it varies and I would say my expertise is um is uh in the rolling plains and I can't uh, as far as the southeast I'm not as well versed in that but uh really really what we're looking for is good nesting habitat and that would be good bunch grass you know, and there's a fine line on on how thick we want the bunch grass. We don't we don't want a property that's so overgrown where the quail a quail is a ground bird. They want to stay on the ground, and we don't want a property that's so overgrown that a quail can't um, evade predation and move around efficiently just to feed and and access water on the ground. So uh, that's that's a reason that cattle and fire is is used to manipulate 
properties to, to make sure it's flourishing and it's not overgrown too thick. Um, we want good, good spaced out escape cover. Uh, and and you, you would like to manage a property ideally where it's not so um, thick uh, as far as canopy or mesquite where you can still hunt, but um, enough, enough escape cover spread, whether that be mesquite or, um, uh, you know, other, other bushes um, where a bird can efficiently, a quail can, can quickly escape predation if they do flush. So um, I know Dr. Rollins, his, his methodology for assessing uh, quail cover is a softball and when he he has a softball when he when he tosses it the ball needs to be able to roll a, a, a good ways and that allows you know that, that means a bird can 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 run on the ground and then he needs to be able to stand in in one spot and if he if he turns and throws a softball he could hit um a, a bush some sort of escape cover Hmm. Um, where it'd be a cat claw or something, you know, where a bird could dive into a quail doesn't want to fly more than about 70 yards. So, uh, for us in the rolling plains, um, shinnery oaks, things like that, good ground cover is important, but you know, it doesn't, doesn't not too thick. So it's the balance of cover. Uh, they can, they can utilize prickly pear as nesting cover. That's about yeah. it. Just, just the good balance of cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had mentioned that no you guys... clear, no clear cutting, no clear yeah. cutting. There's, it's it really, you know, you can manage for cattle and out here, uh, especially where I'm out, I'm out in Kent County all the time, and some of these big, big properties, they'll just clear cut just, you know, just for their cows, and you can manage for cows and and quail uh, side by side, and you don't need to clear cut your whole field. Mm-hmm. You you uh, had mentioned that uh, you guys were doing some pilot programs with some ranches. Are you still looking for ranches to to work with, or are you kind of full up right now? Um, that's can be more so with the wildlife toxicology lab. They would have oh, okay. to speak to that more. But um, there's definitely there's definitely I think some more room um, for some pilot ranches ideally i think something in south texas would be great we'd love to do some work in south texas mm-hmm. um it's more uh, we haven't even gotten into there's eye worms and sequel worms and se- the sequel worms are in the digestive tract but there's a mm-hmm. there's heavy sequel worm infection um, in south texas so it would, it would be definitely very interesting to um to, to pilot the medicated feed and in, in South Texas. So we're, we're mainly in the, in the rolling plains right now. Okay. So if someone were to contact us, would you be willing to forward them on to uh, whomever they need to talk to you to maybe get that conversation started? Someone from South Texas? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We could, uh, right. we could definitely get that, get that conversation going. Okay. Well, if there's yeah. anyone out there down there that are that's interested in the program, just email us at howdy at feedbandit.com and uh, we'll we'll help you out. I'd like to personally volunteer to, uh, and this is this is tough for me to do, but personally volunteer to come and help 
take harvested samples. Uh, and I just want to do my part, you know, and, and after it's all said and done, I'd be happy to dispose of the bodies and, you know, I might bring right. some beer. We'll have a good time. But anyway, just to throwing that out there. Okay. Ron, if, if anybody needs some help. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. That's, that's what we need. We need more, we need more harvesters. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, oh, I just shoot quail and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's actually it's actually good. I mean, you guys, we're, we're managing for quail, we're managing the demand, so we can. Oh, it, it's perfect. You can. I'll, I'll be your guy. You know, you okay? So we're 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 trying to do this. We make Richard happy, you know. And if I'm happy, then it's working. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving putting in my two weeks tomorrow. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Looks like we'll be having more more feedback podcasts from the field up there. Yeah, yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> So, so Ron, anything else you want to tell our, our listeners about quail or quail safe? Anything, anything more? Well, I think we we've we've covered a lot so far. Um, really, I would just ask people people listening to to be open to new ideas when it comes to wildlife management and habitat management, and um, be willing to to get outside the box a little bit. Uh, the, the world is a, is a ever changing place and, and, and we need to um, do our, do our best to stay up to speed. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do at, at quail safe. And that's what the wildlife toxicology lab is doing. Um, I would welcome anyone if they have any, any questions uh, to reach out to us um, at quailsafe.com. Um, if you'd like to learn more about the medicated feed research um, at the Wildlife Toxicology Lab, their URL is just wildlifetoxicologylab.org. And and our you know our, our biggest challenge is is uh, just education and getting the word out about some of these projects and just just. Hoping for for a, a receptive and, and open discussion with with everyone that we we talk with. So uh, that's that's really all I could say is just uh, I I just I hope to to speak with more people about quail and and quail management and and just just keep spreading the word. Well, well, Ron, I, I we, we will we will do our part to uh, uh, to help spread that good word, you know, again, kind of one of our main goals here is to attach or align ourselves with, with, uh, with efforts and, you know, whether it be companies and like yourself or organizations like your fathers that are out there trying, trying to, trying to make a difference for the betterment of wildlife, especially in the state of Texas. So uh, we're a huge fan. Again, we, we thank you for all y'all are doing. Um, and we'd love to have your father on one time. That would be, uh, that that would be a real honor as well. So yeah, that'd uh, be we, great. We, we appreciate your time tonight. Awesome. Well, Jimmy Richard, thank you so much. Um, it's it's uh, it's an honor to spend forty five minutes talking with some fellow tech grads about quail. So I really appreciate it, guys, and thank you for for all you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the Feed Bandit podcast tonight. All right. Y'all have a good one. All right. Well, that was Ron Kendall Jr., president and founder of QuailSafe. You can find QuailSafe over at quailsafe.com. Over there, you can find uh, his feeders. You can get all the information about them. 
uh, very informative website. Uh, you can, and you can also buy them via their store, which you can link, which you can get to through QuailSafe.com. Oh, and uh, be sure to check out the uh, the Bob White movie, the Bob White film that you can see on there uh, as well. Very uh, cool. When, yes, when you're over there. So uh, well, that was very interesting. Uh, yeah, quail have always been, uh, and of course, like I said at the beginning, I love eating them. Yeah. That's pro- they're definitely my favorite. Oh, uh, oh yeah. But uh, no, I mean it's it's amazing, you know, all the, what we need to do to really help them out. And interesting, maybe something to uh, consider for Rancho Bandito. No, I, I I totally agree. I got I got I got to talk to El Bandito Senior, but uh, no, I I completely agree. Um, I, I think that you know what he's doing with the feeder, and and, and I I think for the record, I can tell everybody. Uh, if if you are interested in feeding quail, and, and you know you're you're looking at some of the other options out there, you know, uh, really give give quail safe a a really good hard look. I can tell you that I've gone with some of the other brands, I've done some homemade stuff, and it has ended up in, in, in pure disaster. I mean, the quail feeders are extremely susceptible to to hogs, cows, sasquatches, and everything, and and that's why they had to make this thing the way it is online. I mean, and, and I, it, it struck me when we were walking down the Texas Trophy on our show, walking down the aisle, and I said, oh, my God, look at that thing. Yeah. It's huge. Oh, I remember. I like, you know, yeah. looked down, and you're like, whoa. That is yeah. a solid piece of machinery. It is, it is, but it's got. <laughs> but 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 he's right. He's right for that thing to be self-sustained out there in yeah, the middle yeah. of a pasture. Mm-hmm. It's got to be that way. The other ones that I have have n- never stood a chance. In fact, I don't even come out there anymore. Yeah, because yeah. because it was a waste of time. It was a waste of feed. Um. So so he's right that the quail safe is is definitely needed out there. Um. And and it's just really super exciting to see what they can do. Yep, yep. I mean, all you gotta do is take a look at it. You know, it's oh, yes. it's solid. So yes, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that that was fun. Um, oh, you got anything else for the folks before we sign off tonight? Well, uh, you know, not a whole whole lot, but uh, I think um, it's gonna be awesome for uh, you know to hear some dove stories. We want to hear about them. Uh, I think again, I think we're gonna do an episode here, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about. It. But though the weather's been frustrating, but Man, oh man, I can probably speak for you, Jimmy. It's just great to be out there in the field. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. it's still blazing hot, but those those sunsets are changing, and just man, it's I love it. It's very exciting. Yep, I agree. There's, you know, the the uh, getting your limit, as you said at the beginning, is the icing on the cake. Just to be oh, able to be out yeah. there, sit out there, away from the, the concrete jungle. Yep. You know, oh, it's, yeah. As you say, it's worth its weight in gold. So. Oh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> All it right. Really is. Awesome. Well, great. Uh, thanks again, Ron, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And everyone, uh, be sure to go out and check out quailsafe.com. Check out what they have to offer. And with that, we will bid everyone uh, adios and see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Just a reminder to text the word BANDIT Three four five three four five, and when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks, straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out, so again, text the word Bandit to three four five three four five, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one, and remember to support your local feed store.